Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina, and I am on a mission to transform non-runners into runners and to help them fall in love with all of the gifts that running can give you. And so today's episode that I'm sharing with you is coming from a Facebook Live that I've done on my Facebook page. On Wednesday nights, I go live on my Facebook page, Tina Repa Running, and I talk all things running, and I do it weekly, and I know that sometimes you might miss that. And the thing is, I wanted to be able to share that with as many people as possible. Every once in a while, I finish up a Facebook Live and I think to myself, I have got to make that a podcast. And that's exactly what we've done today. So this episode that you're listening to can also be found on my Facebook page if you want to watch the live video. Um, But I know sometimes it's also easier to put those earbuds in your ear and multitask at the same time. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I definitely loved recording this episode and I think you're really going to like it too. Let's take a listen. So today... I feel like Stella got her groove back today. Stella being me, um, I have been in quite a tizzy this past week before today because, you know, my life shifted. Everybody's life shifts, really, in the changing of the seasons going from, uh, thanks, Mike. He just gave me the the heads up. I'm good. He can hear me. Um, The changing of the seasons, right, means the change of schedules and routines and even if you don't have the whole like sports or you're not going back to work like I am as um, an educator after not being at work all summer um, there are still transitions happening even if it's just the time of day the weather that kind of thing and so yesterday for me was like the first big transition week into going back to work as a school counselor and the kids going back to school and then sports starting and so it was just it was crazy and i literally felt like how do i even do this again like and when i say how do i even do this again i'm referring to how do i even um run how do i run when it's not summertime like what do i do with this weather (laughs) What do I do with this, you know, getting dark sooner? What do I do with these sports? And so that's how I felt like almost paralyzed by, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to keep up with all of this? And so today, I know it's Wednesday and I just did run number one today, one of three, but I do feel like still I got a group back. And what I mean is we were in the routine of sports. Jocelyn has swim on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so Monday, we were swimming in a new place. We went to feel everything out. And then today was you know, the same practice at the same place. And so I made a plan to run while she was at swim, which is what I did all last season, all last fall. And I just feel like, okay, maybe I can make this work. I was, you know, conquering two things at once, her being at swim and getting a run in. So 
Unfortunately, this new location, I don't have the option of running outside like I did at the other place. It's just not conducive to running outside. There's so much construction and so many stoplights. Literally, I'd probably be standing at a stoplight for most of the run and I just don't have time for that. So I had to hit the treadmill in the gym, which I do not love. I know some people do. I do understand the whole, hey Izzy, I do understand the whole being able to track your run and being able to push yourself. I get that and I did that today too and that was kind of fun, but I just don't get, I just don't get that whole, you know, runner's high or lost in the in the moment like I do when I'm outdoors. And some people do, I just don't. So I will have to adjust to that whole aspect of do, having to do some treadmill runs now. Um, if you do treadmill runs and you are training and wondering like, is this, you know, am I training myself appropriately even though I'm not running outside? You can always put your treadmill on 0.5 incline and it closer, closely mimics the outdoors so you're kind of getting that same resistance type that you are if you're not on a treadmill so that was me i sweat my ass off and then the best part is after i'm done i go and sit in the the pool room i don't even think that's a thing i go and sit where the pool is <laughs> whatever it is and it is so hot in there because the, the pool's in there so i literally just drip sweat and just spend the whole time so I didn't have a towel like wiping my face with my shirt it was disgusting um, and all the sweat in my pants and I'm sure all the parents are like like scooting away from me whatever it is what it is um, and I got the tail end of her of her swim lesson so I do feel like okay so back to the whole thing about like why am I wearing this because I'm covered in sweat still and coming in from all of that from tonight and coming into the house in the air conditioning I was cold so I just threw this on I cannot wait to shower I feel disgusting, but in all the best ways. Um, but it is Wednesday. I was not going to go live. I wasn't scheduled to go live this Wednesday. I've been doing every other Wednesday, so I have some time for runner interviews for the podcast, which has been so fun to do. Um, but I just felt kind of compelled to come on today for a couple of reasons. One, um, I've gotten some really great questions about something I talked about in our group yesterday which is, you know, the fear of, you know, what do you do when you've set big goals and now you're working towards getting to those goals and it starts to get a little bit scary and it starts to get, you know, you get a little bit unsure. Like, am I really going to be able to do this? Um, so I want to talk about that for a minute tonight. And I also want to talk about nutrition because it is such an important topic and I get asked about nutrition all of the time. And I don't, sometimes I still wonder like, how I'm even helping people become runners. I know it's working, so I'm not I'm not gonna give it up, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I'm not, I honestly, I'm not a certified running coach. Those of you who work with me already know that. Um, I'm not like a licensed nutritionist or a certified nutritionist. Um, what I am an expert in though, is creating a relationship with running that actually feels good and is conducive to continuing and running for years beyond one training plan or getting to one goal. And that's what I'm an expert in because I spent my life figuring out how to go, not my life, that was very dramatic. I've spent the last 16 years, and that's not dramatic, that's true. The last 16 years figuring out how to stop making running about weight loss and how to actually enjoy it. Now, I didn't know that's what I was doing. Those of you who know me, you guys know that about me already. I started that way. I started running for weight loss and it was all to see how many calories I could burn. And it was awful. It was absolute torture. And it was still cool to see like, oh, I went you know, farther today. I went all the way to the stoplight or whatever it was, but it was still all about burning calories. So it became like a punishment tool for 
you know, everything that I hit ate, trying to compensate for all the choices that I made during the day and blah, 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 all tied together. And it was not enjoyable. And so it was this whole journey of discovering that running can be used as a tool for so many things. It can be used as a tool for, you know, stretching yourself and doing things that are uncomfortable and, and setting goals beyond, you know, this is really dramatic too, but your wildest dreams, right? Like things that you never thought possible. And for many of the runners I'm working with, like that starts with the 5K, right? People start with me and say, I can never imagine running 3.1 miles. I still think you're lying. There, I mean, honest to God. <laughs> so my runners now, my newest soulmates are uh, four weeks away from hitting their 5K distance. The ones who, the last group that started with me, they only have four more weeks of training and then they're gonna be ready to run their 3.1 miles. And it happens every single time at this point in training, all of the runners start to say to me, are you sure about this? This doesn't seem right. I only have four more weeks and you're telling me I'm going to be able to run 3.1 miles. Mm -mm. Nope, doesn't seem right. Um, it really does blow their minds. And so that's how everything starts, right? The wildest dreams is uh, are, I'm going to be able to run 3.1 miles. But then from there, it's crazy what happens. You run that, then instantly two things. Like you start to say to yourself, can I, what else can I do, right? Can I do it faster next time? Or can I even go farther than that? And then you set your next big goal. And so, you know, I worked very hard to figure out how to have that relationship with running so that I could set those goals that scared me and made me say like, oh, can I do this? And it got so exciting every time I was able to master a new, a new goal, every time I was able to either go faster or every time I was able to add some distance to what I could do, it got so exciting and I couldn't help but think to myself, well, if I can do that, I wonder if I can do this. And as you guys know, it got me all the way up to 50 mile runs. And not that that has to be the trajectory, but that was the relationship with running. And so that's what I've become an expert in. I have become an expert in how to maintain a healthy relationship with running so that you can continue to do it for life. Like I will run until my body stops letting me. I have run for 16 years very happily. I've run because I want to. I've run alone, I've run pregnant, I've run with people, I've run when people decided to quit. I've run long distance distances, I've run ultra marathons, I've run marathons, I've run 5Ks, I've run one milers, I've run in all phases and seasons of my life ever since graduating college. And I love it. I do it because I love it. And here's the thing. Everybody thinks that makes me a little bit crazy. Not everybody, but people who don't run think, think that it makes me a little bit crazy. Think that there's something that I possess that they don't. Like I was born this way and that's absolutely false. I hated running when I first started, when I first started doing it. But I think a lot of it has to do with the way that I've built my relationship with running. And so, let me get into that a little bit. You know, what I've done differently than what a lot of people do. And here, the first thing, the most important thing that I've done for me that helps me to love running is I've simplified things. And I don't just mean whittled it down to three days a week. That's happened recently because of my life and being able to fit something in consistently. But before that, I was running, you know, four days a week, five days a week, sometimes two days a week because it was too much. Um, but when I say simplify, I mean, if you go on Google and you Google like, how to run fast, how to be a runner, what should a runner eat? You will be inundated, inundated, inundated with so many rules, so many restrictions, so many things that you should be doing, how to optimize everything. And if you're not training for the Olympics, then you really don't need to concern yourself with any of that, honest to God. And I know some people don't like this answer, and I give this answer a lot, kind of like, 
you know, when people say, well, what exactly should I wear? What exactly should I eat? What exactly, exactly how fast should I run? And my answer is there is, there is no perfect science to that. And, and some people don't like that because they want like, nope, tell me, tell me how to do it. But honestly, if I start telling you how to do it, I would just be telling you what works for me. And I would, you would start to hyper fixate on that, right? And you would think like, oh, I have to run this fast or it's not a good run. Oh, well, I ate this today and that's not how I should be eating to, to optimize my running. So my running is going to be terrible. Or if I don't wear these certain pants or if I don't have this certain like, you know, phone holder, whatever it is, these certain headphones, then it's not going to work for me. And here's the thing. The majority of what I have done breaks all of the rules as far as you know, what should you wear? What should you eat? I will tell you what I've done is I've just lived life. I haven't stressed about any of that. I've gone running in jeans. Most of my tank tops are from Walmart. I have used headphones. I've forgotten headphones. I've I've run in running shoes. I've run in like, like ballet flats. I'm not kidding you um, because I've forgotten my shoes. Not that I recommend that, but I have, um, I've had Taco Bell before going. I have gone running before having breakfast, so have, having nothing in my stomach. Um, I've eaten McDonald's the night before a run, a race, and I have had my the best race of my life as far as time goes and how I felt. I had the best race after eating McDonald's the night before. Now, is it because I fuel my body so well? No. <laughs> I mean, I probably trained well, but it's not because I ate McDonald's, but I don't stress about it. I don't say like I have to have this many cups of, you know, pasta or whatever before I run. I don't do any of that. None of that. I really don't. I do pay attention to what my body doesn't like. So if I do have something, like I remember a post coming in our group not that long ago of, of one of our runners who went to Taco Bell and then ended up going for a run and just like felt awful. So that's just data. You know that that doesn't work for you. So for you, you wouldn't have Taco Bell before going for a run. You might prefer to run before you eat. I do that almost early morning runs. I would prefer to run and then eat. Does it probably affect my time? Probably, but I don't stress about all of those things because I wanna have a healthy and enjoyable relationship with running, right? If I felt like I was dragging too much, then the next time I might try to eat a banana. If it's race day for me, I will tell you this, if it is race day for me, and I know that I'm going to be pushing, you know, a little bit harder, I've got my adrenaline and nerves, then I do wake up and I eat oatmeal, or if I don't have oatmeal, I'll eat toast and peanut butter, that kind of thing, those things work for me. It's not a have to must kind of thing. It's just what works for me. I would say your only must is to make sure that you hydrate and to drink water, you know, as you know, as much as possible to just to keep your body moving. But there's no perfect science to this, you guys. There's no perfect science. And um, it, I would be lying if I sat here and told you, well, you should have this amount of protein and you should have this amount of carbs. And I'm sure those answers are out there. And I'm sure that you can go and Google it and you'll find a whole spreadsheet of things that you should do. I don't specialize in that because that's not going to work for me. How many diets, how many how many nutrition plans have I been on that I only last like one week, two weeks because of all the specific guidelines and I'm like, F this, I'm done. Like, this is too much, right? Because the first time you slip up, you just throw it all in the toilet and you failed anyway, right? So the only thing that I commit to is showing up for myself three times a week and whatever that looks like. Sometimes it feels amazing and sometimes I have my greatest runs. Sometimes it means I'm plugging along. Sometimes I have to break my run up and do part of it at this time and part of it at that time. All I do is commit myself to running three times a week and showing up for myself to meet the goal that I want to meet. That's it. And I think if you get caught up in the details of everything else, it can very quickly overwhelm you and make you 
make you feel like you're doing something wrong or that you're failing because you can't keep up with these unrealistic expectations and standards. It's just, it's crazy. And honestly, I find a lot of validation from runners like Courtney DeWalter, who you guys should totally look her up if you've never done so. She is an ultra runner. She is phenomenal. She is a former teacher who is now a professional ultra runner who <laughs> just goes out and runs hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles, has the best outlook on everything. And people always sit her down and interview and interview her and say to her like, Courtney, what do you eat before a race? Or how do you recover after? She runs for hundreds of miles. And she's like, well, I really love nachos and beer. So that's what she has when she's done. Not that I'm saying you should go and have nachos and beer, but I'm saying like she just lives life. And she she subscribes to the fact that whenever it stops being enjoyable for her, she doesn't want to do it anymore. So why would she put herself on this, you know, this crazy restriction? Like she wins races. Like she wins races. If anybody had motivation to try to maximize, you know, their nutrition. Now she eats like mashed potatoes and she, like when she's running, like she has to dial in what to eat because she runs for days at a time. So she has to dial in what to use during her run, but she does not stress about like macros and micros and carbs. Like she does not. She just says, what feels good on my stomach? And she did that by trialing it out and keeping it simple. And God, I, I felt so validated when I found Courtney DeWalter and it's D-A-U-W-A-L-T-E-R if you want to look her up, DeWalter. Um, but you totally can look her up on YouTube. You can listen to her. She's always laughing. She's always like, you know, hey, I'm out here to have a great race and see what happens. And if you don't approach it from that perspective, if you don't approach it from, you know, the perspective of like, hey, let's see what happens. I'm going to go and try this. You will find yourself retreating so quickly. You will find yourself wanting to hide. You'll find yourself shaming yourself for something that you've done. And it's all kind of nonsense. It's not necessary. So if you go out, and you decided to subscribe to my whole, I'm gonna buy Walmart tank tops because I was shopping for groceries and I walked by the tank tops and that one looked cute. So I put it in my cart and it was only $8 and you run in it and it feels great, then great, buy more of them. And if it feels awful, then don't buy more of them. And then you know you don't like buying that kind of tank top and you learn from it, but it's not a big deal. There's no perfect way there's no perfect way to do this. You're not doing it wrong. And don't let yourself get caught up in the minutia of how am I supposed to do this the right way? Because that, I'm telling you guys, that is why so many people start and stop so fast because they think they're doing it wrong. And they also think that they're always going to hate it, like the first time that they go for a run and it's just not true. You have to stick to it long enough to allow yourself to get comfortable. And guess what? There's no perfect way to stride. There's no perfect way to breathe. There's no perfect way to hold your arms. Are there tips and tricks out there that can help you? Yeah, but I wouldn't let yourself get stressed out about it, honestly. And if you think about, if you think about when you walk, right? I feel like this is such a great analogy. Why have I not used this sooner? Because this just came to my mind. Whenever you walk, you don't have to think about it, do you? Whenever you walk, you don't spend time thinking about how many steps do I take till I breathe? How do I hold my arms? How do I swing them? Where does my foot land? How fast should my steps be? You don't think about any of that crap. You just walk from point A to point B. Well, guess what? Running is the same way. It really is. It feels harder and it feels like you have to do all of these things, but you're just not used to it. Think about when you first started walking. Were you able to just walk without thinking? No, you had to fall down and get back up. 
You had to fall down and find your coordination. You had to strengthen up those muscles all over your body and you had to find what felt good and coordinated. But guess what? You kept doing it so much that suddenly you didn't have to think about it anymore. You just went. And the same is true for running. There's no magic secret. There's no there's no secret recipe for how you have to do all of the things the right way in order for it to feel good. You just have to keep doing it. Your body will know what to do. Your body has known how to run since you were a kid. It has known how to run. It has known how to take steps. If somebody was chasing you, you would know how to run like that, right? And so there is nothing that you need to train yourself or teach yourself how to do. You just have to keep going. Your body will suddenly develop this comfort level and you will suddenly start to feel good about it, but it just takes time, just like learning to walk did. But now you don't have to think about it, do you? And running is the same. So do not allow yourself to get caught up and stressed out thinking, my run was hard today. What am I doing wrong? My run was hard today. It's because I didn't eat the right stuff. It's because I didn't breathe the right way. It's because I didn't hold my arms the right way. Like, no, it was just hard. And sometimes it's hard. You know, sometimes being at work, right? Like, it's just hard. Like, you're just tired. And it's the same thing with running. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means, hey, I'm tired today. Maybe I didn't sleep enough. Maybe I took some extra steps yesterday. I'm just tired and it is what it is. And running gets such a bad rap. But honestly, I wouldn't stress about the details. I would make sure that you hydrate and that's all I'm going to say about that. That way your muscles aren't going to cramp. But other than that, it's all data. What works for you, what doesn't, and everybody is different. So along those lines, you guys, I want to, in the same thought process, I said I was going to talk about nutrition tonight, which I don't think I probably gave you the answers. If you came here to hear like, what am I supposed to eat to be a runner? Then you're probably already like, oh, this is awful. She didn't even tell me what to eat. But I'm telling you right now, the best thing that I could do for you, the best thing that I could do for you is to already get you, like show you the exit, like this is where we're gonna go as far as worrying about what I'm supposed to eat for things to be perfect. I wanna show you the exit and I wanna tell you that it's okay, whatever you eat, you can still run. It might teach you that day like, oh, that didn't work for me, but whatever you ate, you can still run. So I'm gonna show you the exit to where you don't have to stress about that because I'm telling you that is the quickest way to sink your ship is by tying in what you eat and you're running and then try to make them like, oh, it just makes me, it makes me nauseous because that is like my, the worst days of my running career where when I started and I tied everything into what I ate, I blamed everything on what I ate. Oh, it was just, it was, those were not good days. So the best that you can do is cut the cord and release yourself from tying what you are eating to your running. Unless you're training for the Olympics, then you're probably not here listening to me anyway. Um, so along those lines, I did want to talk about what it means to take those steps into doing something big. I just recorded, I just went live in our group for my runners who have been with me for a while last night while I was sitting here eating cereal at like eight or 9 p.m. I was literally like shoving cereal in my mouth, reading everyone's, <laughs> reading everyone's posts of their runs for the week and I'm like just eating, eating and I said, I'm just gonna go live because I, I wanna show them what I'm doing right now. So I went live and I had my cereal and I was like just really thinking about this, this is the time when everybody that I am running with, all of the runners that are training with me start to freak out, right? This is the time where everybody says, so if you're my newest runners, you're saying, like I mentioned earlier, oh my gosh, four weeks, I'm not ready for this. I can't run three miles. Yes, you can. And yes, you will. And then I have my runners who are training for their very first 10K, who will be doing that at the end of October, who I've said to them, like, hey guys, we have seven more weeks and then it's go time. They're like, what, what, wait, what, what? I have to run 6.2 miles in seven weeks. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, you're not, you're not. Well, you know, none of you are ready because you're not supposed to be like, we're not there yet. So I don't expect you to be there. And no, you're not ready for that. 
as you shouldn't be. And so here's the thing, like when we start to set big goals, especially new runners, right? When I tell you to set big, scary goals, because that's what makes us so exciting, like set goals that's scary, that make you say like, there's no way I can do this, but I'm gonna try. Like set those goals because it is so exciting. Um, and here's the thing, like it's very hard to set those goals because you compare those goals to where you are right now in the moment. You compare those goals to like, okay, I am not even at 3.1 miles yet. There's no way I can run a half marathon. Have you lost your mind? Like, no, you can't because you're not there yet. So you set your goal, but you're not, but you have to stop comparing yourself to where you are right now. And so. Here's the thing, no goal just happens right away. Like you don't say to yourself when you're not quite ready to run 3.1 miles, like, okay, I'm gonna run 6.2 miles next week. Like that doesn't happen. What happens is you finish your 5K training and then you go into the next week, which is the next step towards that goal. So of course you're not ready for your big goal and you're not going to be ready and you shouldn't be ready. All you have to be ready for is that next step. So before you start psyching yourself out of whatever goals you're setting, and for my 10K runners, those who are doing their 10Ks for the very first time in a couple of weeks, before you start letting yourself get caught up in the hole, there's no way I can run six miles. I am so nervous. I had a hard time running my three miles today. Like, yeah, me too. But here's the thing, you're not ready yet. Like we have a lot of growth to do over the next seven weeks and you don't have to be ready for that. And you don't have to be worried about going from where you are right now to the five mile mark because you're not ready for that yet. All you have to be worried about is your runs this week, which are three miles. I think the second one is two or two and a half and then three and a half. That's it. And you know that you're ready for that. That's all you have to worry about. So before you start thinking about that big goal and saying, there's no way I can do that, you shouldn't be thinking about the end goal. You should only be thinking about what is my next step from here? What does the next week hold for me? And that's it. So we get ourselves psyched out, right? Thinking about all the things that have to be perfect. And then we start thinking about physically what it would feel like to run six miles when we are still at the three mile mark. We're thinking of like, oh my gosh, this three miles was hard. There's no way I could run three more. You're probably right. I mean, there's a good chance you could do it and just feel really terrible, but you're probably right. And you shouldn't feel that way yet. You shouldn't feel that way until the days before your race when you're ready to run six miles. And so you get all caught up in that mentally and emotionally. And then all of a sudden you start downplaying your goals, right? You start downplaying how far you can go. You start downplaying because it gets scary. So you start saying like, um, maybe I should stick to this, or maybe I'm not really meant to run that far because it just seems scary. Like it should seem scary. And that's what's exciting because one day, if you keep showing up for that very next step, before you know it, you're going to be crushing that goal and saying to yourself, hmm, what's next? What can I do next? And it's pretty crazy how it works. And you guys know that because everyone who was running with me started at zero zero and are now right now i have a group that's running five 5k 3.1 miles in four weeks maybe five because i have a couple who have gotten sick lately and who are working on um i know brenda's working on recovering from seeing the chiropractor and getting her ankle in shape but she's ready to rock and roll four or five weeks and they're going to be ready to go they don't feel like that yet but they shouldn't be and then I have, like I said, in seven weeks, I have people who are running 6.2 miles for the very first time. But guess what? These same, some of, many of these people, they know who they are. These people who are about to run 6.2 miles at the end of October, not that long ago, were prepping for their first 5K, 3.1 miles and panicking like you wouldn't believe. Like I've never seen saying, 
Uh, there's no way I can do a 5K. There's no way I can run 3.1 miles. There's no way. And now they're running over that twice in this week of training. Twice in this week of training. And they still have seven weeks to go. Isn't that crazy? But imagine if they said when they hit that 5K mark, oh, that was too hard. I can't do more than this. That was way too hard. Mm -mm. They just took the next step. They just said, what's after this? I'm going to try it. What's after this? I'm going to try it. And it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy what your body can do when you just give it the chance and try. Just give it the chance and try. Oh, I feel like I was on my soapbox today, you guys. Okay. Christian said I have a hard time listening. I'm Brenda said I'm doing it if I have to walk. You are doing it, Brenda, and you are not going to walk. Christian said it for the Neptune 8K. I love it. I hate running shorts too, Brenda. I hate, yes, and Courtney runs, Courtney DeWalter runs in gym shorts. I love her so much. She is so, she's my spirit animal, I swear. She is wonderful. You guys have to look her up. And the thing about her, and this is kind of what I talked about in the Zoom on Sunday, you guys who were with me will know. I talked about Dean Carnazis, and who is an amazing runner too, and he fakes it, right? Every time he goes through his aid stations, and even if he feels terrible, and people say like, hey, Dean, how are you feeling? He's like, I feel great. Because, he, you know, even if he doesn't, he gets himself in that mindset of like, oh, I feel so good and fakes it until he makes it. And Courtney is similar, right? Like even if she's having a hard time, she thanks everybody who's out there supporting her. She tells everyone who's even passing her like, hey, you're doing awesome. Keep going. Like she is just the brightest light. And I think the last time I watched her, one of her videos, she was training for like a 250 mile run around a lake. She's crazy. In all, the, in all of the best ways. But if you guys want a little pick-me-up, you should go watch her. She drinks beer. She eats nachos. She runs in gym shorts, and everybody's like, Court, why are you wearing that? She's like, because it's comfortable. Probably because she hates chafing, right? Um, so I just love everything about her, and she keeps it simple. When I found her, I remember saying to Mike, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I found her. Like, she puts into words everything that I have felt and that I try to relay all the time. Like, just keep it simple. Don't stress about all of those things because it'll get you all caught up and you're going to start hating it. And, and, and you're going to be wishing that, like, you know, you were doing it the perfect way and wishing you weren't doing it incorrectly when you're doing just fine and you are growing all along the way. So thanks for letting me sit on my soapbox today, you guys, or stand on my soapbox. And thank you, Mike. It is unindated. I lose my words. Christian, see, you're going to have to look her up. Courtney DeWalter, and she's a former teacher. She was a teacher, and then I think she signed up for a race, and she did so well. Like, she beat everybody, including all the males in the race. And then she was like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I quit my job and ran full time. And then they say to her, like, well, what's your training plan, Courtney? How often do you do these runs, and how often do you do speed workouts? You know what people say to me? Like, how often should I go this fast? And how often? She's like, I don't really know. I don't really have a plan. I just kind of go out there and if I'm feeling it, I'll run some hills. If I'm feeling it, I'll pick it up and have some speed work. Speed work. If I'm feeling it, I'll go for a long run. Like she just does what makes her happy, which is probably why she smiles in all of her races, which is probably why she's so gracious with herself for the races that she doesn't finish because she's just not feeling well and she just learns from it. And isn't that the beauty of the sport? And isn't that what we should all be striving for? Is just considering it all a trial. It's just learning about ourselves, and we're all different anyway. Just letting ourselves do what we want to do and, and eat what we want to eat and try what we want to try and then see how it goes and learn from it. Don't chalk it up as there's something wrong with me. Don't chalk it up as I knew I couldn't do this, but chalk it up as, oh, Taco Bell is not good for me before I go for a run. Maybe I'll try something else next time. 
So it's just a learning curve. And it's, doesn't it feel so much better to think of it that way? There's no pressure, no stress. It's just learning about you. Write it down, figure out what works, and keep going. I still, to this moment, 16 years later, can't tell you what exactly works for me, except I know that I eat oatmeal or toast with peanut butter before a race. And I don't think it's because of my optimal performance. I think it's just what I'm hungry for before I go. That's the only thing I could tell you that I, that I actually have dialed in, honestly. Okay, you guys. I'm gonna go get a shower and crawl in bed because I have a heated blanket. And yes, I turn that baby on all through the summer and all through the winter because it is the best thing in the world. You guys all need one, especially with fall and winter coming up. It is like the best treat you could give yourself. So um, I'm gonna go chill out, relax, and get some sleep. I hope you guys do the same. I hope you have a great rest of your week. To my runners, I will see you on Sunday for those who can come to the Zoom at 8 p.m. Um, we'll be there and we are going to be kicking off, is it, are we kicking off week four already? Week four of, are we on week three? I don't know, one of the two. One of the two that means you'll have three weeks left after it. Um, and we'll be doing some um, great coaching and talking about Courtney DeWalter. She's in this Zoom coming up for you guys. We're gonna talk about her pain cave, something that she talks about as a runner this place where we all go, the pain cave. Um, and it's just a place of exploration. And so we're gonna talk about that on our Zoom call on Sunday. So I hope to see you guys there. Friday Reflections will be coming out this Friday. Keep posting those runs and motivating all of us. You guys are amazing. I love you all and I will see you on Sunday Runners and I'll see you next week to my non-runners who are considering becoming runners. Bye guys. Thanks for listening guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you, or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.